Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for August 19th, 2020. The White Sox extended their winning streak of three games and extended Detroit's misery to seven games with a 10-4 victory over the Tigers on Tuesday night. Because the White Sox won, they were required to suffer an injury scare. This time, it was Luis Robert, who got his right hand caught underneath him on an unsuccessful diving catch attempt in the seventh. He stayed in the game for the remainder of the inning, but Luis Gonzalez replaced him afterward. We'll get to him in a bit, but the good news is that Rick Renteria said there's no greater reason for real concern and called Robert day-to-day. Assuming Robert will be back with minimal complications, the biggest story of this game was the top of the order, and Tim Anderson was on top of it more than anybody. For the second straight game, he kicked off the bottom of the first with a homer. He added a double and two singles and drove in somebody besides himself for the first two times all season. His 4-for-5, 3-run, 3-RBI night was surrounded by production on both sides. Behind him, Yohan Makata reached base three times with a single and two walks, and Jose Abreu went 3-for-5 with a double and three RBIs. Anderson had guys to drive in because Nomar Mazzara singled twice against lefties from the eighth spot, and Danny Mendick went 1-for-3 at the sack fly at the bottom of the order. They all teamed up to make Tarek Skubal's debut one to forget. The Tigers' second-best pitching prospect, and MLB.com's number 46 prospect overall, gave up Anderson's homer to open his career, and it didn't get much easier from there. He gave up four runs on seven hits over two innings, including Anderson's homer and double. He enjoyed facing Eloy Jimenez, who grounded into a double play in the first inning, and became Scooble's first and only strikeout victim in the second. The rest of the lineup made him work. As for Dylan Cease, his night was a little easier, and it looked stronger as he went along. He yielded a barrage of line drives early, most of them found Nomar Mazzara for whatever reason, but Jonathan Scope belted one out in the top of the second to tie the game. Fortunately, the contact softened up over the remaining innings. He pitched into the seventh inning for the first time all season, allowing two runs on five hits and three walks. He struck out only three, but it was more a matter of sequencing than stuff because he got a respectable 13 swinging strikes, including nine on his slider. He improved both his record, which is now 4-1, and his ERA, which is now 316. Cody Hoyer finished the seventh for him, and Zach Birdie, pitching on consecutive days for the first time in his pro career, didn't dazzle Detroit like he did on Monday. 
He gave up a pair of runs in the eighth, although one of them was unearned because Luis Gonzalez, who replaced Robert in center, dropped a knuckling line drive. He recovered to get the assisted second, which at least preserved the two-run cushion. Gonzalez then had a literal hand in restoring and then extending the White Sox lead. He came to the plate with two on and nobody out, and showed bunt on Gregory Soto's first pitch. He was prepared to swing on the second, but Soto's fastball ended up clipping his hand to load the bases. The next four plate appearances resulted in runs. A Mazzara Baltimore chop single, a Mendick sack fly, an Anderson single, and a Moncada ground out. So the White Sox are now 13-11, and 11, and after defeating one top prospect, they'll get a chance to humble another. Detroit will be running out 2018's number one overall pick Casey Mize for his Major League debut. The White Sox will be answering with their own debut as Dane Dunning will get the call, and a shot to stick around as the team's fifth starter. I imagine both will be handled conservatively, five innings or eighty pitches, that sort of thing. That's assuming that Dunning isn't Wednesday's designated White Sox injury. First pitch is at 7.10pm Central on NBC Sports Chicago. Around the league, Minnesota's Kenta Maeda took a no-hit bid into the ninth inning against Milwaukee, but he lost it when Eric Sogard let off the ninth with a single, and then he lost his hopes for a win when the Brewers scored three in the top of the ninth to tie. Thanks to a great diving catch by Max Kepler and a Milwaukee base-running blunder in the top of the twelfth, the Twins won it in the bottom of the twelfth with a chopper hit too softly for even a five-man infield. After all that, Minnesota won 4-3. Cleveland also needed extra innings to win, but the Indians made shorter work of it. Carlos Santana hit a three-run homer over the left-field foul pole at PNC Park to help beat the Pirates 6-3-10. The Royals were postponed because they were supposed to play Cincinnati, but the Reds will be allowed to return to action for a doubleheader today. One of Kansas City starters will be Matt Harvey. Yes, that Matt Harvey. Elsewhere around baseball, the White Sox slipped ahead of Baltimore for the seventh spot in the American League standings as the Orioles lost at Toronto 8-7. The Dodgers won their seventh straight game, improving to 18-7 by beating the 7-18 Mariners 2-1. And speaking of extreme records, the Red Sox are now 6-18 after getting drubbed in a 13-6 loss to Philadelphia. The Red Sox have allowed 86 runs over their last nine games, which is the most they've ever allowed in a nine-game stretch over the course of their 120-year history. That'll do it for this morning's White Sox wake-up call. Visit SoxMachine.com to talk about the game and what we expect from Dane Dunning. If you are new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google's podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts are found. If you want to support the site and the show, you can do so at Patreon.com slash SoxMachine. The Dan Johnson Cup of Coffee mugs are still available for new supporters at the $10 tier or for $25 from the Sox Machine store. Shipping is included. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.